I'm Dr. Sterling. I'm a board-certified OBGYN and mom. Welcome to the Becoming Moms podcast, where I give you the step-by-step to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness in pregnancy so you can create a nourishing environment for your baby, your family, and yourself. The information shared in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard in this podcast. All right, lovelies, let's dive in to this week's episode. All right, so we have a very special guest here with us today. We have Jamie from Hands On As We Grow. She runs this membership um, where she provides simple hands-on activities that help people create magical moments with their kids. And Jamie is on a mission to help parents create memorable childhoods as stress and guilt-free as possible. And today we're going to be chatting about, you know, kind of, the, the pressures to, to, to entertain our kids and also what we do when we're pregnant and maybe not feeling so great. And we've got other kiddos that we have to take care of. So thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So um, at Hands-On As We Grow, your membership, you promote one activity a day. Yep. Can you talk to me about why you feel that's important, this one activity? Uh, we focus on one activity a day for uh, several reasons. Um, one being that we don't want to overwhelm anybody and make anybody feel more guilty than we already feel as moms most of the time. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't want to add to the guilt in any way, shape or form. Um, the other thing is it's manageable. Um, yeah. it, you can, there's 15 minutes in most people's day in some fashion, um, yeah. which activities don't take hours. They don't, it's usually 10, 15 minutes, which I do think is a stigma that we need to nix, I guess, because they don't yeah. need to take hours. They can, but most of the time they're 10 or 15 minutes. So it's doable and we are busy people and fitting in 10 to 15 minutes is manageable. Right. The other- a lot of kids like that's their attention span, right? Yeah. Well, that's a lot, especially the target that we focus on the two to five-year-olds that is their attention span. So we don't expect anybody to sit and, you know, cut out stuff with you for an hour. Like that's not, it's just not going to happen. So we try to be very realistic about that kind of thing. You have three boys. And so I would imagine that coordinating more than one activity with three boys running around. Yeah. (laughs) crazy hectic and it makes me stressed out I'm about to um have two boys and you know my daughter is pretty active but definitely the you know she would sit down and do activities for much longer than my my current two-year-old you know and so I think that well she I might have been able and I didn't but I might have been able to plan like a bunch of activities for her and she'd be like gung-ho and do it with Oliver, it's like, I'm going to get, if (laughs) I'm going to get, you know, one at a, you know, one at a time at most. Right. The the idea that we're going to do activities together for too much pressure. Yeah. The one activity a day it's doable, right? It's it's not going to add to your guilt, not to, you're not going to be adding more pressure to you, but it is significant enough 
to make, to make a difference in your day, to make a difference with your child, to make a difference with you as a mom, you put aside 10 to 15 minutes of your time that day to do an activity with your child, to spend time with them, to create memories with them, to fill up their buckets, right. That they are then excited to go play on their own, to take what they did during your activity and expand on it in their own way to go play in their own way, or just to feel like, Hey, mom loves me. That's enough for me right now. I can go play on my own. Like I don't need to be hugging her leg while she makes dinner right now. I got some attention from her and I'm good to go. Um, Oh, I love that. So I hope that makes sense. And I kind of said, no, it does. No, it does. I mean, to make a significant impact on your day that you feel like you're successful as a mom as well, which I think is a huge thing for us as moms that we feel like we're failing in every way possible all the time Yeah, Um, to feel like you did something good today. You, you know, gave your attention to your child in a good way and they feel good about it. And you can all go on with the rest of your day in better moods, feeling better about yourself and all that good stuff. Yeah, I think that the the expectation of kind of constantly playing with and entertaining your kids is for many of us just not realistic, right? Even, you know, even stay at home parents, like, you know, people think that, no, like stay at home. I mean, you're a stay at home. You're you're, you're, you're like, you're a quasi stay at home parent, right? You know, um, you know, there's this idea that like, you're going to, you cannot play with your kids all day and do activities with them all day. There's like the, the business of running a household that needs to be taken care of. And, you know, as a a capacity to be able to play with your child all day, every day, you can't like, uh, I don't know, at least I probably are some people who like can, can do that. And that, I think that's wonderful. But I think for a lot of us, that is not something that we can do logistically or that we would necessarily enjoy and at least not day after day after day after day. Yeah. And I think that, (laughs) I mean, for me, that would just, that's one thing that I had to, I didn't know going into motherhood that like, I I can remember I was home for a week with Celeste when she was close to two. And I was like, I, this is, I don't like this. (laughs) I don't. I don't like this. And I was, you know, I had never in a million years thought that I would think that being with her every day by myself for a week was going to be something that I didn't enjoy because I'm a mom. I'm supposed to love being with my kids all the time, but that just, as it turns out for me was not my thing. And so this idea of, you know, this pressure to, to entertain and play with my kids all day. I mean, I think some people like playing with their kids and some people don't, but I, I like, I do like the feeling of, of filling up their cup and, ha- and having that. And, and if it's only 15 minutes, that's, that's time that I can actually enjoy. Yeah. 10 to 15 minutes. That's doable. It's yeah. so doable. And I, I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about what do you think are the elements of a good activity for this one activity you do a day for 10 to 15 minutes? What are the good elements of that activity? Such a good question. A couple things. It has to be something your child is going to enjoy. Okay. That they are interested in. If your kids absolutely hate coloring, don't bring them a coloring and think yeah. that they have to color kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't force them to do something that you don't that, that they don't enjoy. Um, you should also enjoy it too. If you absolutely hate messes, don't do a messy activity. I want okay. to encourage people to try them every once in a while, but you don't need to love all kinds of activities. It's okay. Also, 
I'm big on like use the supplies you have that, that okay. that's <laughs> like you I don't want you to go out and buy magnetic something to do magnetic slime or whatever like some special thing for the one time you're going to do an activity okay. think about the ways that you can make the activity work with what you have around but that's basically it making sure that it's something your child is interested in and that you will enjoy doing because that's the whole point of it is for you guys yeah. to enjoy together it's not so that they know their abcs by the time they're two and a half that's right, not right. the point of doing the activities the right. point is to enjoy the time together and I guess, remember that too, what your reason is for doing the activities so that you're not forcing things. I think that's really powerful because I do think that there's a lot of, of pressure on, um, especially this generation of parents to really be, it's, to be almost like child development experts, right? Like we have to, all of the activities have to be like, it can't just be fun, like something your kid and you enjoy. It also needs to have this element of, being the right type of activity and, and being nourishing in other ways. And I think that that's great. If you can add that piece in, if it's yep. like, Oh, we're also working on fine motor skills. I mean, truthfully, I can't think of a, a anything that isn't help isn't somehow helpful in terms of oh, their right. development, yes. right? There's so many ways to add learning elements in and developmental things, skills, but you're doing it in a fun way. That's the thing that if you're doing what your kids are interested in, they are generally interested in learning the ABCs. Yes. They're generally yeah. interested in learning how to cut with the scissors, but you have to wait for that moment. Ah, uh, that's, that's that is, that is so perfect. Okay. Okay. I'm glad that's that so sense. perfect. I mean, they and are, I, think that's, I think that's true for really like we can zoom out. That's true for so many things in parenting, right? Cause we have a timeline in our heads of when yeah. we want our kids to, you know, potty train, <laughs> train, walk, all of this stuff. And truthfully, um, they will learn it. They, they, their, their brain is programmed to, to go through that development. You know, yes. if they're neurotypical, they're going to, they're going to do it really on their own without a lot, a lot of help. Um, so I think taking the pressure off of the activity to be like, oh, we need to, you know, the 15 minutes a day that I spend engaging with my child, we need to be doing flashcards of shapes. Like if that's not fun for you and that's not fun for your kid, then the whole purpose is lost, right? Because the purpose of this 15 minutes at the end of the day is to fill your kid's cup and, and work on the relationship between you and your child. So the end product of what you're creating doesn't need to look particularly good. No, <laughs> I don't care if there's anything at the end. <laughs> if, if there's any learning element to it, I mean, I really think that I, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of a single activity that wouldn't have learning, but yeah, I don't so think they all do in some fashion, you yes. know, they all do in some fashion, but I don't think we need to go crazy and go above and beyond, you know, right. that's, that's, I guess the nice thing about a membership like yours, because you are already thinking about how can we add learning into this activity? And it's not something that I necessarily have to be yes, on my own. That was the other thing I was going to say is that you can, it'd be, I don't want you to be doing something that you truly don't enjoy doing. However, I do want you to try different types of activities. And I do think there is something to children being exposed to different types of activities, but you can do that in a way that interests them. Again, if they're all in on painting all the time, that's what they love to do. 
you so you that's a lot of well artwork everything there but yeah. fine motor holding the paintbrush but you can bring painting in other ways that works on their gross motor skills you can have right. them jumping you can have them running while doing it there's ways to bring in other skills um yeah. bringing a sensory element to it um into the type of activity that they already enjoy and that's what we do in the activity room and our membership um, where we make sure that you get a variety of fine motors, gross motor, sensory art, craft. So you're exposed, exposing yourself and your child to all the different types so that you learn. There is a learning curve to activities. I do want to just kind of say that, that most of the time, that's why I'm really saying focus in on what your child is interested in, especially when you're first doing activities, because Mm -hmm. that's otherwise they're not going to want to, you know, go learn their sight words or whatever, just because, but learning what they're interested in and bringing that element. If your car or your kid is all into trucks or whatever, my kids were always into trucks. So we had a truck almost at every single activity, whether it did anything in the activity, it was there as a part of the activity. Um, Or my son's um, stuffy, um, his little stuffed animal was always a part of every activity. You could probably find him in most of our blogs from back in the day. sitting in a corner because he was there taking part in the activity in some fashion. I love this idea of, you know, we're big on Sterling parents on seeing, you know, parenting is a lot of experimentation because, you know, I think a lot of times there's this pressure to, to have the right answer beforehand. And the truth is, is that you're going to do, you know, some activities and your kids are going to just love it. They're going to discover something new that they like, you know, and perhaps spark a new interest, but then sometimes they're not going to like it and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that you you failed because again, the goal is to be with your child and to fill their cup. Yep. And that's the primary goal. That's where I was going with the, at first bring in their interest to get them interested in doing activities. And then they're going to realize that what they really love is the act. The, yeah. the act of doing the activity with you so that they will start wanting just to do whatever activities that you're able to come up with for them. So that's when you can start exploring the different areas, but at first bring in that, what they love kind of thing first. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about the fact that there are times, you know, um, there are times in pregnancy and even outside of pregnancy, just times in life as a parent, when you are, you know, not feeling well. And not mm-hmm. able to to be as interactive, and you just don't have the energy to engage with your kids in the same way. I mean, this is happening to a lot of parents when they get <laughs> they get sick, when they get COVID, whatever it is. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's just so many times in life where we can't necessarily be at our at our at a hundred percent at our best. Right. So, what are some good activities to have prepared? or to pull out of the back of your pocket for those days that are kind of, don't take as much preparation and energy. First of all, give yourself the grace to be, it's okay, we don't need to do an activity today. I don't feel the best. It's okay to tell your child that it's okay. Um, As far as if you are up to doing activities after you've given yourself some grace, (laughs) (laughs) Um, having some little busy bags or boxes that you've put together um, that are full of stickers or Play-Doh kind of depends on your um, threshold of what you're comfortable with letting your child do without direct, like hundred percent supervision. I mean, they can still do it on the coffee table while you're laying on the couch or something. Um, It just kind of depends on your level of energy as well as your threshold for what you're okay with them making a mess 
kind of thing. But if you had prepackaged some busy bags of, you know, Play-Doh that, or the stickers, or um, I'm thinking rubber bands on a can right now. I, we already put like hair ties yeah. or rubber bands around a food, food, a canned food item. Um, but so like really to, basic like, stuff. <laughs> very basic stuff. Yes. We like basic stuff, but I'm thinking like set it, put them in bags or containers that you're okay with the ending up all over the living room floor. Okay. Like you're okay with that amount being spread everywhere. Cause it's going to happen. Right. Yes. <laughs> kind of know that it's going to happen um, and be prepared for that amount to be strewn about. Um, but it, yeah, it just kind of depends on your threshold of what mess you can tolerate. Um, mm-hmm. If you are okay with setting them up to paint on their own, it kind of depends on their ability as well. Right. Right. Um, that's something that can last for quite a while while you rest um, or catch your energy or whatever kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I actually do have a blog post on, on hands on as we grow about activities that you can do with your kids when you're sick on the, Ooh. Um, like you can have them freeze dance, like turn on the music. Kind of also depends on your threshold is if sound is bothering you, don't right, be doing right. this. have them freeze dance, have them, you know, do a dance party on their own. I love that idea. So you or, just stop it. You play the music. You, you control the music. It. Yeah. And you can stop it. Oh my it. gosh. That's genius. And yeah, let, let them do their thing or tell them a story. Like that's where you can just read to them and yeah. or like make up a story too. like tell them about a story of when they were younger or when you were younger, that kind of thing, like make it more of a connection moment rather than yeah. um, we got to play all the time. Right, right, right. Um, if you have older kids, like cards, decks of cards to play um go fish you know yeah oh, my my daughter is not of the age where she really understands go fish but loves playing it and making up the rules as she goes oh, yeah. I mean it is it is you know Let them just make up a game too I yeah she Actually, loves the cards are fantastic because you can sort them and by color if they don't know their numbers yet I mean yeah. they can physically sort of how they look differently or they can sort by number or order them in by number um so a deck of cards can go a long way. I love this. <laughs> and I love, I love the idea of, um, you know, I hadn't thought if I had, if I had, if we had had this conversation before I had, <laughs> I had had my early pregnancy, like I, you know, I was trying to get pregnant and I knew that the, you know, I have really difficult pregnancies up through like close to 20 weeks. I think that's such a good idea to create these busy bags. Yeah. I would have really, that would have really helped me. And, you Our know, family- Fantastic to have like having a dozen on hand of just some different things because then you can rotate through them. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Quick during dinner or when you're heading out to the doctor's office or something, and you can do or the restaurant, which yeah, I don't know, but um to have something to go on the go or to take to grandma's house or whatever. Just I love that here and there. And that's and great for postpartum. That's so. great for when you're breastfeeding, you know, and you need yeah, those busy moments. Yeah, that's great. Okay, well, that that's that is a <laughs> that is a golden tip right there. <laughs> so, um, what you know, you you have spent so much, uh, you know, so many years talking to parents about playing with their kids. You've got three boys of your own. This is this is your you know your life's work. So, what do you want parents to know about playing with their kids? What do you think is important about that? Um, remembering why you want to do it oh, which is yeah. so easy to forget because we get wrapped up in the, 
my kid needs to learn this and this and yep. this and they're behind and whatever. Um, we get frustrated by and just remembering what your reasons are. And I've always had three growing up or growing up when my kids were little, but they yeah. were growing up. Um, one is to create memories. That's I want. Are they going to really remember what they did when they were three years old? Probably not, but they are going to remember how they felt that they felt loved. So that's number one. So I want to make sure it's an enjoyable time for them and myself. Um, That was always a big thing. That's the main thing. The other one is that they do learn. Okay. But on their terms. Yeah. I want them to enjoy learning. That was their biggest thing that I want. I do not want to be doing flashcards when they're absolutely hating it. Right. I don't want it to be doing worksheets when they're not ready for that kind of stuff. I want them to learn to love learning. That has always been my motto as parents, a parent. Um, So that's my why that I always went back to. So figuring out your own why, why do you want to spend time with them? Why do you want to do activities? Why, why activities, I guess, versus why not, you know, going to movies or so I don't know, or something or watching movies or reading books, um, which those can definitely be activities as well, but, but just kind of figure out your why and come back to those so that you're not losing your way, I guess. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because, you know, this is something that we've heard from Pregnancy can be really hard. On top of all the physical stuff, there's the emotional impact of not feeling well and not feeling at home in your body for months on end. If you are having a tough time in pregnancy, you are not alone. I have so been there and I want to help you. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com to register for my free class, Four Ways to Make Your Pregnancy Easier and Healthier. This class is all about taking some of the stress and overwhelm off your plate. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com and pick a time to watch the class from the comfort of your own home. You deserve support, Mama. You know, we've talked to, I've talked to a number of parenting experts inside Sterling Parents. And this is like something that I've heard from so many and, and so many different facets of parenting is going back to your why and going back to those that, you know, what's most important. You know, we talk about this with, um, with food, with our kids, you know, I've talked to, um, you know, nutritionists and they say, really, your your why is that you, you want to create a, um, a safe and enjoyable environment for your kids to eat without pressure. And this is kind of the same thing, like, really, at the end of the day, all of the pressures to for activities to look a certain way, or to meals, you know, for meals to be a certain way. Once we go back to the core of, okay, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm, you know, my purpose here is to create, you know, to fill my child's cup, to, you know, foster a love of learning. My third one was, it's, uh, <laughs> it sounds not bad, but it's to get through my day as a stay at home mom. Like I was not a natural mom, not at all. Yeah. Um, and being at home with the kids, like you said, after two weeks, you're like, I don't enjoy doing this anymore. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Like, yeah. It was to get through my day. Like I needed something to make it enjoyable for myself. Um, to have something to do without pulling my hair out by the end of the day. Yeah. So it was also my goal. And I think that's important that we, you know, that we find a way to, to engage with our kids in a way that we enjoy. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what I love about your message is like one activity for 15 minutes a day. 
And um, you take a lot of the pressure off of parents like myself who like, I, I, I truthfully like don't necessarily want to be the one coming up with the activities. That's not, I think there's some parents that get really excited about that. Yeah. And that is just not my jam. Like I just, you know, <laughs> thinking of activities to do with my kids is like, you know, I can do it on the fly, but I love this idea of like, you know, knowing what you're doing every day. And so it kind of takes the guilt out of the other parts of your day where maybe you're not entertaining or playing with them. You're like, oh, it's okay that I'm at work or I'm folding laundry or I'm making food right now because I know that at this point in the day, we're going to have those 15 minutes. I, you know, I have the plan already in place and I just have to execute. And, you know, I don't know. I love that. I I don't know. I heard somewhere, read somewhere that... a person can only make so many decisions every day. And I don't know what the number was, but they can only make so many decisions. Yeah. Like, and by the time they make that many decisions, like they are just, they shut it out. Like, yes. There's, there's Decision legit, fatigue like, is very there's, real. Yeah, there's a legit top of the line there or something like that. So that's what we're doing. We're helping you with one less decision for today. We don't have, yeah. to, you don't have to think about what you want to do with your kid. We're going to give you that prompt, this idea that you can go try. And it might not end up being exactly what you do, but it, least that gives you that decision that makes that one less thing for you to have to think about I think during the pandemic too like we're we're seeing a lot of decision fatigue there's more decisions that we and and not just more but heavier decisions that we have to make navigating the last two years than we normally do in life so I think that that's really wonderful so my next question is what are some supplies that are good to have on hand to help entertain kids when you're not, maybe you're not at your best, you're pregnant or you're postpartum. What are some kind of versatile, you know, uh, ev- stickers. I'm going to go to stickers. <laughs> They're the be all end all. They're busy, nice, busy activities that are busy supply that can um, kids love. So always have stickers on hand. I really want to say painter's tape <laughs> just because it's my absolute favorite. Supply. Oh, talk to me about that. How do you use painter's um, tape? Oh, in so many ways, <laughs> so many ways, <laughs> but thinking in the, I'm not feeling well aspect, like you can stick tape to the floor or your ta- uh-huh. dining room table or the counter uh-huh. and just having your child peel it is fantastic, <laughs> especially when you overlap them for more yeah. your older kids um, or a more advanced preschooler or advanced toddler, um, have them overlap. So then they have to problem solve, which one comes up first oh, and my gosh. fantastic fine motor skills. But you can also do it like on a sheet pan too. Like you don't have to do it. Yeah. I don't want you to do it on wooden floors if you're afraid of. Um, but that's the lovely thing about painter's tape, right? Is it comes off so easily. It comes out very easily, but please do test. <laughs> I do have to do oh, okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> um, I've had, there, I've had, actually, I have really, really old floors. I, I live in a historic home um, and it has peeled up my finish on my floors. Um, so it can happen. And I know. Okay. It kind of depends on the quality of painter's tape you get. I recommend delicate and scotch or frog tape. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, try it in a corner. <laughs> I love that. See, this is why I'm so happy there are people like you who, who, <laughs> who dedicate their, their life yeah. to, to thinking of these things. Cause I would have never thought of that. And what, honestly, what, what's happened in my past pregnancies and, and this current pregnancy is I was so fatigued and tired that I just kind of let them make a mess with, you know, with whatever. And it wasn't really, it was, I mean, it was an activity, I guess, but 
it was only really increasing my stress because I'm like, you know, I know that I'm going to have to clean it up. But I love this idea of, you know, of having some stickers, having some painter's tape, some other, some other stuff on hand and just kind of letting kids go to town, but having a focus. So it's not just like, you're just, I mean, really destroying my house was the activity (laughs) because I wasn't, you can make up an activity, give them a pair of kitchen tongs and have Mm -hmm. them pick up all the red toys and then all the green toys. I love it. Doing five at a time or something like that. You can make cleanup fun too. <laughs> that okay. okay. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But I wish jump. I. I literally. I wish I talked to you. How old is Celeste? Four years ago. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Um, yeah, I think this is. You know, this is great for parents like myself who are just not. I just don't. This is not how my brain works. Okay. Thinking of these like cool activities that are also cleaning up like oh, this is yeah. wonderful <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm thinking I'm like I, I want to do this tonight with with my kiddos they would they would <laughs> love that they would love that oh. all right so one final question run into a pregnant friend and she says Jamie she knows like you're you know you're really into activities and and activities with your kid and she says she's feeling really guilty because she can't play with her kiddo like she did before she was pregnant. What do you say to her? I say it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It truly is okay. There should be no guilt involved in that. I, I don't even want to say the if. Like that's there just should really be no guilt involved in that, and no pressure that you have to. There's nobody saying yeah. this is the way to parent. There's only yourself telling you that. So just kind of reword your own parenting philosophy, I guess. I don't want to say I don't want you to do activities because of course I want you to do activities. Yeah. But, but I like this. You're taking the pressure totally, off the activities. That's fine. And you'll get back to it when you get back to it. I've gone and I've written about this several times that there's cycles, there's cycles okay. to all of life, all of it, yeah. whether they hit you hard or not, there's cycles. But I went through so many cycles of doing activities to not doing activities. Okay. And I wouldn't do activities for quite a while and I wouldn't realize it until my house was chaos and activities right. what always brought it back to normalcy in our house, yeah. or at least to that feeling of, I have some control finally, kind of thing. Right. That, that's what activities brought me there. But, um, I always got back into it when I was, when I felt ready, when I felt the kids were mm-hmm. ready, like it, you just kind of realize the cycle can begin again. Yeah. Um, and starting with the most simple activities are always how to get back into it. Start okay. go back to something that is what you know have worked in the past, especially if she's played with her kids in the past. What was their favorite one to do? All right, we're going to get that out again kind of thing. Yeah. And know what to do so it's less pressure on you. But going to the, like the most simple and things that don't have the cleanup involved and don't yeah. have like that you just know are going to work kind of thing. Just go to the tried and true ones and the simplest ones that don't cause you a lot of prep work. I'm very much against prep work in yeah. preparing for activities because I don't need to spend an hour to do something for 10 minutes and for my child. And I, I do <laughs> see that on social media sometimes. Like I see some of these activities and I'm like, that is a parent activity. <laughs> that I is don't a- believe in those around here. <laughs> I do, that, does, that looks like Can't a lot it. of work for you know, yeah. maybe this kid is going to love this activity, but really we're talking about like attention, an attention span of like, okay, this is an hour of prep work 
for maybe 20 minutes of a kid engaging with the activity. And how many times does it fail too? That's another, like you're, you have to go in expecting activities are going to fail and it's not a failure on our part. Okay. Um, It's just, they fail. No matter, it might work great tomorrow, but today for some reason it failed or whatever. There's so many factors involved in a successful activity, your mood, how you present it, your child's mood, whatever's going on externally. uh, There's so many factors. Totally. Activity. And if you go back to this, you know, you, you you have said so many times going back to the why, and if you're not feeling well and your why is I, I, I want to do activities so that I can connect with my child and fill their cup, then there's so many different ways to fulfill that why it doesn't have to be, oh, we're playing the, the elaborate game that required me, you know, chasing them or running around. It doesn't have to look like that. It's just like, okay, let's go back to our why. And if, if you can't fulfill that why with the activity, like the, the thing that you're kind of feeling guilty about doing, right. if it's then it's fulfill that, then there's no reason to do it. No reason it. to do it. Right. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, this has been, I am, I'm so happy we had this conversation. I wish we had it four years ago because I learned <laughs> so, so, so much. So talk to me. I know that you have a cool seven day challenge coming up. So talk to me about that challenge. Where can people sign up? What is, you know, what's the goal? Okay. Tell me so about we, actually, this is always available. Actually, we have a, it's a seven day challenge that you can sign up anytime. It starts. Oh, cool. Um, so you can sign up today. It starts the next Monday after you sign up. So you go through it for a week after you sign up. Um, you go to handsonasbegrow.com slash challenge. Um, okay. Where we can we'll put the link in the show notes for that. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's basically, you're going to get, um, a little PDF of, of the challenge of the seven activities that you're going to get to do that week. And you can just go buy that PDF. Otherwise, uh, starting the Monday after you sign up, you will get an activity a day. Um, right to your inbox saying, all right, this is your activity to do today. It's like your prompt right there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, with the simple supplies, how to do it, some tips to maybe make it a little bit harder or simpler, depending on the age of your child or the development of your child, Um, or even with like some substitutions for the supplies. If you don't have something at hand, hey, you can use this instead and do it this way. Um, So we kind of walk you through the challenge and get you kind of going as kind of a taste to what our membership is like, because that's what we do inside of our membership. We give you a prompt of an activity every day and um, you're good to go. That's awesome. (laughs) And I I remember you telling me that you also have a lot of people, you know, not necessarily parents doing activities, but also some other caretakers as well. So um, yeah, quite a few grandparents, daycare providers. Um, yeah, that's do fantastic. It. That's fantastic. Okay, cool. So it's hands on as we grow.com slash challenge. Yep. You got okay, it. perfect. Wonderful. <laughs> well, we will put that link in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here with us today. This was so educational, really also very reassuring. <laughs> um, so thank you for, for sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Becoming Moms. If you were looking for more support from me during your pregnancy journey, head over to sterlingparents.com to learn more about our membership. The Sterling Parents membership now comes with a private Instagram account where members can send me direct messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Pregnancy is hard. You deserve support. Head over to sterlingparents.com to get the best support available for your pregnancy.